Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilbert. It's Jed May, Trent Smallwood. We're here once again to talk Georgia football recruiting, and we're coming to you live a little bit earlier tonight because Jed, a certain five-star linebacker, is about to make his decision known, and it's a battle between Georgia and Oregon. Yeah, Justin Williams is committing – um, around 8 o'clock, uh, like you said, number one inside linebacker in the country, five-star uh, teammate of uh, current Georgia commit, Joseph Jonah Ajanye. And this is a guy who Georgia and Blaine, you you mentioned it, um, you know, when when we had him on earlier, Georgia was late getting in on, on Justin Williams here, at least top six in, in January. Georgia wasn't in it because they hadn't offered it, and you – you know, he, he told the story when he was on Rumors versus Facts uh, earlier this year. Glenn Schumann called him and was like, yeah, we're sorry. We, your evaluation essentially slipped through the cracks. So uh, Georgia offered this spring, has has been pursuing him intently since then, got him on campus in May uh, for the scavenger hunt, official visit in June. And uh, and now the big day is here. The, the decision is is imminent, as they say. Trent, what are your, what are your thoughts on this five-star from Conroe, Texas? I mean, he, he... – you know, with, with all the rumors of uh, Riddick, you know, kind of uh, looking elsewhere, uh, I think this kind of makes makes that a lot easier if that was to happen in a couple of days. Uh, I think um, – I, mean, I think Riddick's a good player. Justin Williams is elite, and, um, and I think he's going to be uh, very good at rushing the passer and inside linebacker. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting that – when you talk about inside linebackers, uh, the two finalists here are Georgia, obviously who's had the success at inside linebacker, and then Dan Lanning at Oregon, who was a big part of those guys having that success as a former defensive coordinator. Um, but man, you, you just see, you just see Justin Williams move move around, uh, and it's no wonder that both of these schools, and then also you know Alabama, Tennessee, a lot of other schools, everybody was on this young man, Jed, and I think that, you know, Coach Donovan told me a long time ago, follow the visits, and it certainly seemed like Georgia seemed to rack up a few um, when it was when it was crucial there, even though they did get in late and things like that. And, uh, you know, also, I don't think, as you mentioned, visiting with his teammate, Joseph Janae Ajane, heard anything either, and that's why I think all the momentum, unless something's a total reversal here, I think you're, you're – looking at a guy who Georgia feels like they, they sit pretty well to, to land here shortly. Yeah, well, when we had the, both the teammates on the show, Joseph Jonah, John Ye, he said, you know, we talk about going to schools all the time and this and this, but it th- there was some phrasing like Justin Williams said that Joseph is always telling me about the, the school he wants to go to. And at the time, uh, Joseph wasn't committed yet, but we all kind of took that to mean that, that uh, Joseph was already in his ear pretty good about Georgia. So, um, it's it's a, it would be amazing if Georgia lands both of these kids because again Georgia didn't offer Jonah Johnye until March, Justin Williams I don't think was offered until March maybe February so to go from I mean literally not involved in these recruitments to landing 
the number one inside linebacker in the country and a top 65, 70 player at defensive end and Joe Najani. It would be incredible. I mean, that's a true testament to the work put in by Glenn Schumann, Trey Scott, Jerry Uzo, Dribe, all those guys to, to get two, um, you know, foundational pieces in your front seven and going from zero to 60 in the span in just a few weeks. Trent, everything even down as we're watching the highlights here, everything even of the single-digit number at linebacker, does Justin Williams not remind you a lot of Roquan Smith? Oh, oh, definitely. Uh, The way he um, attacks the gaps and the way he – the the closing speed. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see another Roquan with the closing speed the way he had it, but – he definitely does remind you uh, of that just with his ability to get in the backfield. Um, he, he's fast. I mean, this is the reason why I think early on in his career, he's going to be uh, a weapon. Uh, even if he's not an every, every down linebacker, I think George is going to find ways to get the best players on the field. Cause this is an elite defensive staff that utilizes his playmakers well. And I think Justin Williams is going to be one of those guys that either comes in on third down situations or, uh, you know, it's some scenario is going to have Justin Williams in it if he uh, does choose the Bulldogs. Yeah, and Judge, when you're talking when you're talking about a guy here in Justin Williams, I mean, I, I see a guy who enjoys the the concept of middle linebacker. He talked to us how he likes to connect the front end to the back end and communicate with people, and a very you can tell that in just his personality. He's a very personable young man and a guy who. Uh, does communicate well, very, very well spoken, very intelligent. So I think, you know, really whoever, whether it's Georgia or Oregon, and again, all indications leading into this and every report that we've been hearing is that Georgia's the heavy favorite going into this decision that we will have here in just a minute that, you know, I mean, that that's a big plus for whichever one lands it, that you have a guy that not only is talented at the position, but can also communicate and really be uh, a vocal leader in that, element of the defense yeah well that's what you need the middle of of the defenses right i mean you look to the nfl those middle linebackers the ones wearing the green dot and and communicating with the sidelines so it's huge you get those the the alpha males of the defense when you think of like you said roquan smith uh nicobe dean tay i mean all these guys who have manned the middle of these defenses jamon dumas johnson right now um you, you, it's it's a non-negotiable, really, that that you're the guy in the middle of this defense is, like you said, connecting the front end to the back end, making sure guys are lined up. I mean, how many times do you see a Georgia linebacker, you know, shifting a defensive lineman in front of him and getting the right gap? All that kind of stuff is what you have to have on top of the physical talent, the speed, the the height, the weight, all that kind of stuff. So um, Justin Williams has got it, man. You look at this film, he is – He's in the middle of the defense every play, but he he's always getting to the ball. I mean, this first highlight, the, the very first one where he, he chases that kid down the sideline is 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 very, very impressive. So um, it, this would be huge. I mean, especially like you said at the beginning, Trent, if Demarcus Riddick um, should go elsewhere later this week, you you basically I mean, it's 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 a one for one swap, essentially, with Georgia also in good shape for Chris Jones for Chris Cole um, as well. That's a, it's a, another huge inside linebacker class that's kind of shaping up uh, for Georgia that could really get started. The, 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 the final road to this thing could really get started tonight if Justin Williams ends up picking the Bulldogs. 
what's impressive to me about Georgia even being a contender for a guy uh, that's as good as Justin Williams is the fact that looking at their linebacker hall from last year, you thought this might be a year where you took some development guys or you could only land some development guys. It's going to take some time. Um, but it was, it's, that's not the situation. And that just shows how elite this defensive staff is at Georgia is able to just keep bringing in these guys. Glenn Schumann just keeps reloading. It's kind of like Todd Hartley on offense. It doesn't matter how many tight ends are at, uh, in Athens. They just keep adding more. And, um, uh, it's the same with uh, Justin Williams. They're able to grab this commitment. I mean, just adding him on top of the guys you got last year, and even if you add a guy like Chris Jones, who's no slouch himself, um, it, you're just adding two more elite guys to a um, – I mean, you're going to have seven or eight elite guys in Athens just battling that for uh, position, for the inside linebacker position. Do you think, Trent, that that is because Georgia specifically has proven at that position – and at the tight end position on offense that, listen, even if you have to wait a little while or even if – look at, you know, John Fitzpatrick even at tight end, even if you're not the first-string guy at those two positions at Georgia, you can and will get drafted to the league if you buy your time and, and, and do what you need to do. And then also Georgia's able to use those guys – even, even when they're not the main guy, you look at Jalen Walker, who came as an inside linebacker last year and ended up getting moved a little bit to the edge and utilized like that. Do you think that's kind of the trend of, of what's going on in those two positions for Georgia? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, you, you were you all, we were talking about just a few minutes ago with the defensive line and linebacker, you know, not offering until March. It's just how elite Georgia's been at those two positions in particular is putting guys in the league. And we mentioned linebacker. Yeah, it's been a situation where – a lot of these guys are not starting as a freshman. You go back to Channing Tindall waiting his time, um, Quay Walker waiting his time, um, and then they eventually get drafted. And Kobe Dean uh, played early, but then you then you have uh, Munden and Jamon Dumas Johnson who had to wait their time behind those three guys, and now they're the guys. And now you have you know this next group of guys waiting on them two to uh, move on. I just think it's a ongoing process where you're going to be there for a year or two, play a lot of special teams and, and, you know, get developed and then you're ready to go, uh, you know, year two or year three. And I think um, these guys are seeing that these guys are seeing these guys, uh, you know, develop, get ready. And, um, you know, um, and then, you know, be a future first round pick. And then I think those guys are buying into that concept. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're talking about somebody as a, you know, as athletic as a Channing Tanner and Quay Walker and had their troubles getting on the field uh, for for Georgia at certain point in time, like being the guy. But then when they did, making good on it, uh, I just I just don't see Jed how that's anything I mean, else. But you know that, that right there reminded me of Roquan chasing. Yeah, chasing down. that's what I'm telling you. That I, I see him play and I see the way he tackles, the way he closes on the ball the instincts, I see a lot of that. But, uh, Jed, as I was saying, th those stories that Kirby has with, you know, Quay Walker and Channing Tindall and, you know, what they were at Georgia for the first couple of years, what they became, and then where they went in NFL, it's nothing but adding, you know, bullets to the chamber over there for uh, for Georgia football recruiting at that position. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the kind of – the, that's the pitch that George uses in a lot of spots, but it goes one step further because you can tell any 
receiver or, or whatever. Hey, you're going to come in. And even if you don't play year one, you're, you're still going to get developed. But every kid wants to go play. And they say, well, if I'm not good enough to play year one, am I good enough to go to the league, whatever. But like you said, you can point to guys. You can point to Quay Walker. You can point to Channing Tindall as specific examples of we'll carve out a situational role year one. I mean, Jalen Walker could end up being the same thing. We'll carve out a situational role year one. Year two, maybe step into a, a big role, depending on obviously the, how the depth chart looks in front of you. And then year three, boom, you're you're ready to to step fully into the spotlight and be a first round draft pick. I mean, it's the the pedigree is is there with what Georgia's done really since Kirby Smart took over. I mean, like Roquan was the the bridge from Rick to Smart, and then it's just again Crowder, Monty Rice. Um, you know, all these guys now it's, 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 it's incredible what, what Georgia's done at that position. And, and Justin, I mean, like, look at last year, CJ Allen didn't, didn't really do a whole lot. Um, all right. CJ Allen's a freshman this year. I'm an idiot. Well, he, he was mostly a running back in high school. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, he, he didn't play as much linebacker as you would have thought he would have going to play. But. There's so many of these big, guys that come in and i mean i look at uh justin williams he looks really big to me and you, you look at these first off the bus guys and it's usually you know an edge like a, a williams dewanery who's talked about so much nowadays justin williams looks like a first off the bus guy when you when you watch this film and he looks i mean what do we have him listed at six three two ten i think six two two ten i mean he 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 looks you know, very impressive physically, and has obviously got the speed and the instincts to kind of go along with it. When we talk about Roquan, he almost looks like Roquan as a you know year two in college because I think Roquan uh, was a little smaller um, coming out of high school. But yeah, I mean the similarities are definitely uh, there. Yeah. Uh, so, and y'all should have told me my microphone was not the same. Does it sound better now? It does. I just realized that I had the wrong wrong mic. I was on my camera mic and not on this mic. So I'll just speak up and say, "Hey, Blaine, you sound like you're in a tin can next time." So I don't know. Uh, don't waste a little bit of the time over there. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting here as we're we're waiting on the decision of Justin Williams to come down. We do want to mention that the show is presented by Julie the Julie's Bookkeeping. Uh, Julie and Chris are Georgia Bulldog fans. Uh, they have a bookkeeping service, everything from, you know, statements to uh, taxes, everything that you need prepared on the business side for you or your small business, then you need to check out Julie's bookkeeping. You can see the logo down there in the bottom right. And then you can also I put in the comments and scrolling across the bottom screen and in the description, you can go to godogs.julie thebookkeeper.com and get a 30 minute free consultation with them uh, to talk how they can help you with time efficiency of having to deal with that stuff. Cause they get paid to do that. You don't uh, also, like I said, Jed, they're, they're dog fans and they want to help out dog fans and they're hoping dog fans will want to want to uh, support their business as well. Yeah. What better way to, to help your business and help the business of somebody else than, uh, to go to some fellow Georgia fans. You'll see him at tailgates. You'll see him at games. Um, you know, what What better way to make halftime go by, right, than, than discussing some bookkeeping? So, um, you know, like I said, go to juliethebookkeeper.com, and they'll get you squared away with a free 30-minute consultation and um, 
God, I don't, I don't think Julie's a bookie. It's bookkeeping. Yeah. It's yeah. too. RC wants to know if Julie runs a book so he can uh, get his bets in on CFB. Uh, I don't know. She, that, they might want to try to, you know, get that off your books. You know what I'm saying? Uh, something like that. Their, their trend. I don't know if, I don't know if they can help help you out with the the over unders and the spread, so to speak. Yeah. What's the uh, odds Carson Beck wins Heisman? Like, I don't uh, know. Did new odds come out today, or or have they have they shifted a little bit? Because uh, at last I saw, he was like, you know, plus over a thousand something. It was like plus sixteen hundred or something, something along those lines. We should have went to Vegas, Jed. Yep, I could have paid with my national analyst money. I could have paid for the whole uh, UGA sports team to go, but yeah, I didn't. David Williams with a comment here on YouTube. He says, fellas, don't forget about EJ Lightseed. He'll be a surprise to dog fans. Yeah, a remarkable story as we're waiting on an inside linebacker, five-star inside linebacker, Justin Williams, to make his commitment decision between Georgia and Oregon. Uh, Jed, it's worth recapping here uh, EJ Lightseed and kind of what he what he went through uh, just before he even arrived at Georgia. Yes, yeah, suffered a, uh, a gunshot wound in – in his hometown of Fitzgerald. And, and that's another guy who, you know, now that I am, now that I get my classes straight, you got EJ lights. You came in in 2022, Jalen Walker who came in in 22, um, you know, EJ Washington, who unfortunately, you know, is he, he suffered that neck injury and it looks like his, his football career might be over, but, but, but still, I mean, it's, it's the stack. It's the same thing as tight end. It's the stacking of elite talent back to back to back to back in all of these classes. Um, and there's guys that you forget. I mean, uh, EJ Lightsey, Xavier Story is an extremely athletic guy that 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 still hasn't really found his role yet. And there's just so much talent in that room uh, that you forget about all the guys who were there. So, um, you know, Justin Williams obviously would be a huge addition. Um, he's kind of the, the do everything guy. Chris Cole, I think, is a little bit more of the the play in space, the cover guy, almost like a hybrid, not, not hybrid linebacker safety, but a guy who I think would play in space a little bit more. Um, and then Chris Jones, I think is a little bit more in line with, with a Quay Walker type, just a big come down and dunk you type of linebacker. So if you get those three and, and, and obviously a lot depends on the decision of Demarcus Riddick on Wednesday afternoon as well. Um, it's, it's another impressive class. And then Glenn Schumann can kind of, you know, dust his, uh, dust his pants off and then look at the uh, look at the 25 class which is shaping up to be a you know there's the board is still kind of evolving in 25 at that inside linebacker um but but rest assured Glenn Schumann's going to find his guys and then he's going to go get them yeah it looks like uh they're nearing a decision here pretty soon these take a little bit of time uh sometimes you get get going there's never right on time when they say it's going to be so bear with us just a minute uh Trent any more any more thoughts on Justin Williams or the inside linebacker position before uh, before this announcement is 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 out there. I mean, it, it's just you know Georgia continues to to add elite talent to the squad. I mean, you just look at the the roster as a whole, and you, you would think two national championships, uh, and, and you know you saw this with Alabama, and I think a lot of Georgia fans throughout those years said, "God, I wish we I wish we could build that elite talent," and and honestly georgia's there georgia is to that point georgia continues to uh reload um uh, justin williams uh just committed to georgia there it is but um yeah that 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 that's another that's a huge pickup by the dog 
folks um, and just continue and add that elite talent. Yeah, it is. Uh, so it's up there on the screen, sharing it out and everything right now. So putting that up there while we get this out there for you guys. Uh, but no, it is uh, it is another tremendous pickup for Glenn Schumann. I would be smiling like Glenn Schumann in that picture as well uh, if I got that that decision. So, um, you know, like we said, it is a it is a tremendous, tremendous pickup for Georgia. Uh, just kind of. Uh, talk to us a little bit here, Trent, about what everybody can probably, you know, expect from, you know, Justin Williams early in his career. Trent? I think you're going to see a lot. Um, I think he's going to be on special teams. I think you're going to see a lot. Yeah, um, is Trent breaking up on you there? Did yeah, a little bit. The the heat from Georgia's recruiting class is kind of frying Trent's connection there. Trent, um, you may need to like back out and come back in real quick. It's it's, it's freezing up on you, man. But Jed, go ahead and uh, so that five star inside linebacker Justin Williams added to the class already number one class for Georgia. Currently, right now, Jed, they sit at twenty seven. That could change later this week. Okay, with with. Uh, Demarcus Riddick, you know, having a decision that that we believe uh, is going to go away from Georgia. So Georgia kind of getting out in front of that news right here. I don't know if that's a coincidence or or not here, Jed. Yeah, I mean Kirby Smart is, um, you know, he's a guy who who uh, he, these things aren't usually coincidence, right? Um, I mean, when when Georgia had the, all the offensive linemen commit you know, back to back to back on three straight days earlier. It's, um, you know, it's, it ma it makes you think. So um, it, it definitely makes Georgia, I don't want to say it makes Georgia looks better, but it, the blow is softened a bit, even if DeMarcus Riddick um, ends up going elsewhere. If you're a Georgia fan, you can say, okay, well, we lose DeMarcus Riddick but we've essentially replaced him with the guy who's number one inside linebacker in the class and has all the talent in the world. So, um, I mean, listen, DeMarcus Riddick is a very, very, very good player. This isn't, you know, this question was posed on, on the board the other day. Georgia didn't let him go or, or tell him to look elsewhere or whatever. Georgia wants to keep DeMarcus Riddick, and they should because he's a very good player. But if, if you're going to lose him, I don't. there's no one better to, quote-unquote, replace him with than Justin Williams. I mean, this kid is uh, – he's – his, his talent's off the charts for sure. No doubt, no doubt. And Trent, uh, how's the connection now? You doing better over there? Yeah, I don't know what happened just then, but, yeah, I'm good now. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was good timing. I don't know why that happened right then, but, uh, it, you know, just just remarkable just to see how, how Kirby can, even if bad news comes um, here in a couple of days with Riddick, just being able to go out and, and handpick you know, an, another elite talent. I think that's what's made George so special in the past. Um, even during the Mark Rick days, you 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 lose a guy like Demarcus Riddick, or possibly lose a guy like Demarcus Riddick, and you you're, you replace him with a three star or replace him with a backup. You know that it doesn't happen like this. Like it doesn't happen where you can replace it with a the number one linebacker in the country, uh, all the way across the country. So I think that is where uh, Georgia has come um, so far in its recruiting. And I know a lot of people have always said Georgia's always recruited good. They've never recruited like this. They've never been able to replace 
guys that they've lost in the class with better guys and um and not saying Riddick is is any less of a talent than Williams, but just being able to replace with a equal to greater talent uh, in, in Justin Williams is just remarkable. What this, how far this uh, uh, the Georgia's come in just you know a short span of three or four years. I haven't checked. Have, you, have either y'all or either y'all aware um, what this does to Georgia in terms of the points in the in the rankings they were at what they dropped they jumped they dropped just under the 3000 mark when they lost uh, Hayward in the in the class and then I'm not sure I'm not sure what this will do but I imagine being a uh, being a five star commitment then that's going to be be a a bit of a change in the points for Georgia I don't know if I might do the quick math on that real quick I just changed him over to a commit on on uh rivals as well as we're speaking uh let me do a quick i mean judge to know this he's the he's a national analyst i'm linking up a, a story on justin williams commitment from one of my national analyst friends so yeah um, shahid huckabee I, I, says i like that young man's demeanor seems like he has the it factor yeah we we talked about that a lot uh Jed, before he announced the decision, he's a young man who his his demeanor uh, is is contagious. I mean, he's just absolutely um, you know a light when he when he comes on and, and is talking to everybody. It just bright smile and uh, listen. He's a young man who's rooted in his faith, and I think that that comes across as well. And it's something that he really hit it off with at Georgia with guys like Cedric von Prahn and Jalen Walker, also. Uh, guys devoted in their faith as well. And I think that had a big uh, impact on his decision to ultimately come to Georgia. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a Georgia, obviously. I mean, when you, when you get in, in the, into the recruitment of guys like Justin Williams and Joseph Jonah, Johnny so late, you've got a lot to sell in a short period of time, right? Whether it's culture, whether it's scheme, all that kind of stuff. And Georgia has uh, done a good job of, of selling culture with these guys. And, um, you know, I was, I was reading Cole Patterson's story here and he says, you know, he has the classic uh, line, Georgia's linebacker. You, it plays a factor in where you want to go. It's a development process. You see those guys. And that's like we said, Nakobe Dean, Channing Tindall, Quay Walker, Monty Rice. You see those guys have developed into great linebackers. So, you know, as a linebacker, you want to be great. Um, and, and something too, and, um, you know, Patrick Garvin, um, actually Patrick Garvin has a tweet about this right here. Uh, including 2024 commits, Justin Williams would be the 12th Georgia signee from the state of Texas in the last seven years after Georgia went 11 years, 2007 to 2017, without signing anyone from the Lone Star, Lone Star State. So what Kirby Smart has done in the state of Texas since he's been here, I mean, you just recently Dylan Bell from Texas, A.D. Mitchell from Texas, um, Bear Alexander originally from Texas. So uh, Kirby Smart has done a good job getting talent from that state where obviously Texas, Texas A&M, uh, Oklahoma is, is good in Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, all those schools are, are always going to be tough for those kids. So what Kirby Smart has done getting talent from that state uh, shouldn't be overlooked either. It looks like like 3,072. Uh, 3, That's what it looks like. 3,072 and not even done with July yet. Trent, that's got to be the biggest – or largest total that I, I mean, as large as one I can remember, it's got to be the, one of the largest ever, I think, at this point in the year for Georgia. 
Well, I, I remember back, you know, a couple of years ago, where you talking about if you have a three thousand point class, I mean, it is beyond the elite um, class, and and Georgia's sitting here with a three thousand class in July, and I can't remember. Uh, honestly, I know that I know everything's changed with recruiting and stuff, but I can't ever remember a a, a class having three thousand points uh, in rivals rankings in July. I, that's just totally unheard of. I, you know, you've seen you've seen classes reach about 2,400, 2,500, but three thousand and above is just remarkable to to have that. You know, bef- before the season even kicks off. What do you think the ceiling is for this class, realistically, in terms of the point total? I mean, I think the ceiling. You're looking at um, yeah, the ceiling's probably 34, 30 between thirty four and thirty five. I think. Um, Ooh, that would that be what was the record that Alabama? Did Alabama put the record up last year, right? I believe. Right, I believe. Texas A and M, and then Alabama back to back years. I think set new marks. Yeah, uh, Alabama had um, three three six six last year. Um, and then A and M the year before. A and M had three four seven zero. All right, so thirty four seventy is the mark to beat of the. Of the uh, Alabama in two thousand twenty one had uh, three thousand uh, three five four eight. Okay, so three. So you'd have to get up around thirty six hundred uh, to to beat that. But listen, there's some five stars still out there, and we've got questions on them. And we're going to go ahead and hit those. So we've been on here since uh, about 7.50, uh, previewing the Justin Williams decision. We've been reacting to it. And now we're going to hit your vault questions here. Uh, What's up, Belt says, this is kind of a uh, one for the vault community. Do y'all, talking about me, Jed, and Trent, have a connection? Well, Bulldog's Bob, Bulldog Bob's resources are recruiting status confirmations. Preferably silent commit. Thanks. Um, one, I would have to know who Bulldog Bob is, and that is a that is a, the, a age old debate around around uh, the vault, Trent. And uh, now, nah, but I don't, I don't, I would have to know who he is before I know if we share some resources. Yeah, I mean, I've been around for quite a while, and I can honestly say that I have zero clue who Bulldog Bob is. Yes, he he's been pretty spot on. He gets a lot of. Uh, he gets a lot of praise on the board, and and rightfully so. He's 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 been money a lot um, when it comes down to predictions towards signing day, and and you know leading into predictions. Um, and, you know he's been wrong, of course, uh, at times. But uh, there's probably Kirby Smart's probably been wrong at time at court uh, at uh, you know when it comes down to a decision because uh, these recruits these days are telling staffs different things, but. I, I don't know if we share resources because I don't know who it is. So, Jed, what's your thoughts on Bulldog Bob? I think that um, I think that I think that we as a staff have have very good sources, whether we overlap with Bulldog Bob or not. Bulldog Bob could be one of our sources, and we just don't know it. So, um, you know, I think you know w- the thing that makes the vault great is, is we have insiders and, and people who and then you know the so, public. So are you who, saying who, it's Kirby? who doesn't know like you can do like an anagram and, and figure out you know the letters and stuff but um you know we the vault community is great the people who say you know my my cousin saw so and so here and heard this and this whether it's right whether it's wrong it always makes for fun debate so um 
you know, the, the Publix cake story, Trent, you were around for that one. That's a great one. Um, so I don't know. We, we've got good sources and um, I don't know if they overlap or not, but um, you know, it's always it's always fun when you're trying to parse parse the information. I mean, no, no reason we had some, uh, you know, some solid information about Justin Williams because of the Publix in Conroe, Texas uh, was making no doubt. Cake. Yeah. The Publix in Conroe, Texas tipped us off. Celebration, <laughs> all those balloons and all that. Yeah, there's cake too. All right. So, Colony City Dog, thoughts on linebackers Cole and Jones as players and where the dogs stand with each. So, uh, Trent, if you had to break down, we just talked about one five star stud inside linebacker and Justin Williams who committed. Now, Georgia turns their attention to that position to Chris Cole and Chris Jones with. Demarcus Riddick likely exiting the class later this week. Yeah, um, they're both they're they're both very good. I think Chris Jones is a little bigger. I think he would offset Justin Williams. Um, uh, good the way the way Georgia likes to run their linebackers, they like to get, have the guy that you know fill the hole, and then the guy that can roam a little bit and um, with with the speed, the sideline to sideline speed. So I think um, if you're looking for somebody to um, bring in. Uh, that that's not like um, Williams. I think Christopher Jones fits that mold, um, but that's no slight. I think Chris Cole is a good linebacker, but I think uh, Christopher Jones would be my pick out of the two um, to to you know to, to join the class with Justin Williams if Riddick chooses to go elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Chris Jones, like you said, Trent is a little bigger, a little more. Um, maybe physically ready for SEC football. Chris Cole has a very interesting skill set. Like I said, he can play in space. He can probably cover a little bit more. And um, I think Georgia is is better positioned with Chris Jones um, than with Chris Cole. Um, you know, Georgia got that official visit with Chris Jones and, and surged the top, and I don't think anything's really changed. And he's he should be committing in the next couple weeks based on the last info we had. So – um, Georgia feels good at that point. I think Chris Cole, there's there's Georgia, there's Miami, there's Penn State. I still think that one's a little more open. Um, and, and I think it's a situation where assuming Georgia obviously has Williams, assuming they lose Riddick and gain Chris Jones, I think they're in a situation where they can go somewhat all in on Chris Cole and not feel like they have to to reach and grab a third linebacker from somewhere. I think Chris Cole is their guy. And that they want him as the third guy, but if should they miss on him, I think they will say, "Okay, you know what? We got Jones, we got uh, Williams, we're we're good to go." Andy Stowe, if you're listening out there, it's the age old question: Who's the third man? And wrestling fans will know what that's all about. All right, uh, Jed, we got one from the boy Racer Forty Five here. Yeah, where do you think Georgia currently sits with LJ McCray, and how big is it that he's planning to be in town this weekend for an unofficial visit? It's huge. I mean, it's always huge. Anytime you can get guys on campus, that is big. And that's another opportunity to just let them be around your players or let them to see your program or let them to allow them to see the personal interactions between the current players there and the other players and the current players there and the coaches and see how genuine that is because you can't make that stuff up. Uh, you know, I mean, that you can't can't fake that either it's there or it's not and guys get to see that but i think you know trent when you're talking about lj mccray uh when you're talking about aiden breeland i think it's kind of an either or situation there i don't think you're going to end up getting both 
uh, on in in this class, and you know, I, it'll be interesting to see if they can get Breland on 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 campus another time. But certainly having LJ McCray doesn't hurt, and I think they in the last visit did a lot to help themselves and get them up there with the Florida and Florida States in this recruitment. Yeah, I actually thought um, like coming into the month of uh, July that LJ McCray was you know totally sold on staying in state. And then uh, the news pops up that, you know, that he is coming to campus. He will be at Georgia late July. And uh, that's, that's huge. I think that just shows how serious he is about Georgia and this recruitment because you've heard a lot of Florida. You've heard a lot of Florida State. You haven't heard as much as about uh, out-of-state teams with, with McRae. And, um, you know, Georgia felt good about it coming out of the visit. Um, you know, earlier, but I think getting him back on campus and uh, uh, for a big recruiting weekend and, and, you know, being the only one to be able to get him on campus, per se, uh, is big going into uh, the summer. And, and you know, I, I do think also, uh, you know, the, the either or uh, with him and Breland, um, I do think it would be possible to bring them both in uh, just, just for some fact that they do play. Uh, Breland's more of a, you know, hand in the – Dirt and and McCray's more uh, a stand up guy, so well, I, I, I do think said, I thought they told McCray that you know they might make him gain some weight to to go yeah. down because I don't know if he's going to end up ultimately being a stand. I know he's kind of right now. Yeah, it's definitely possible, but I think it, you know I think he's what six five two forty five versus six five, uh, you know, around that range and. I think it's going to be, you know, Georgia likes to play there. Uh, what Trayvon Walker come in at 265, 270. So he's going to add, have to add, you know, 25, 30 pounds to be able to play on that, uh, you know, five tech. Uh, at I, think that five was, I think he came in a little bit heavier than that when he was at, when he was at Georgia than what we had him listed at at Rivals. I could be wrong, could be thinking of another, another prospect, but he, he's definitely going to be more of a, at least a five. I don't know that he's going to stand up all all that much, but I see your point. They could they could definitely bring in. I bet me God. Oh, I see. I see the lady. He's uh he's been measuring at two sixty. Um, yes. So I I think he I think he could beef up. He's in that in between where yep. you're either gonna you're either gonna add twenty pounds or you're either gonna lose fifteen. And you know he's kind of it's which way do you go? But Jed, you know. That, if they were to be able to add both of those guys just to do that, and then plus what you have out there, when we talked about those two other linebackers, we talked about KJ Bolden's out there, Williams, uh, Wanderers. I mean, all these guys, the numbers are getting that's getting up there real big. I mean, you're getting 30, 32, 33, 34, you start doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, that, and that's where, like you said, like that's where the third inside linebacker maybe doesn't happen. That's where. A fourth receiver is right. Is fourth receiver is something you figure out after the season and guys are in and out the transfer portal and whatever. So, um, which that was the next question. Lower East Side Dolls said, Rumor yeah, of fact, George will sign a fourth receiver. I think the chances went significantly down once uh, Mike Matthews committed to, to Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, so what are your thoughts on that, Jed? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not impossible. Um, I mean, Ryan Wingo is obviously still out there. Um, they're not going to give up on Jeremiah Smith until he's signed. But, you know, if you made me pick right now, it just seems more likely that you're going to figure something out in the spring as far as the transfer portal goes. I mean, that just seems like 
the I mean, again, it's the same thing as inside linebacker. They don't need to reach and take a fourth guy out of high school for the sake of doing so. Right. They can hold it and see who this year's Dominic Lovett is, you know, who who this year's Ra Ra Thomas is, who comes up and they think, OK, this is a guy we can add um, and, and help us at that position. So they're not going to take a guy out of high school just because they can. Um, there are those two or three guys that they would love to add, but if they don't get them, then I think they're comfortable saying, Hey, you know what? We'll wait and see how the transfer market develops and, uh, and then go from there. Uh, you know, talking about adding those guys, if you just added, um, if you just added KJ Bolden and, um, and Nate Frazier to the commitment, yeah, list, we didn't even mention Nate Frazier, you're adding 172 points to the, rivals team ranking so i mean you're getting up there close to 32 over 3200 with just those two guys so yeah you're, you're definitely getting up there with point plus trent what do you think about this one how much is nuanery's uh recruitment about nil and how big is the nigerian connection with coach uh uzo deribe uh, as far as uh uh nil I, i'm i'm <laughs> I'm not sure. I, 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 it, it, we've heard both ways, or I've heard both ways. Is every uh, commitment about NIL at this point? In time. Like every one of them has a element of it. It's just how much of it is that about it. But every one of them, make yeah. no mistake about it, is about it at some point. And the, the problem is most of the you know the most of the fuss or the agreement or whatever is, is done from people around that prospect uh, necessarily. It's not really him as a uh, prospect the prospect is is not really in the midst of those negotiating or you know not negotiating but those those uh, nil stuff um so i think you get into situations where um uh, a kid might want to be somewhere and then nil is a factor elsewhere and then you know there's there's uh you can't make a decision within a household or you know within your circle of, of where to go because you might want to go somewhere but nil factor might be better somewhere so i guess we'll see uh, how big nil is a factor um you know when it when he ultimately makes a decision jed what about the the uh, the connection with the nigerian descent there with uzo deribe because we've seen that you know with janae uh jo joseph janae Ajani, and then also uh namdi abuko yeah and samuel and pimba um in the last class as well i mean it, it's huge i mean everyone talks about when it comes to Uzo Dribe, he's a young guy. He can relate to the to the recruits on and on. That obviously the the Nigerian thing is is one more layer to that. And everything, I mean, when to to tie it back into NIL, every little bit that can separate your school and make your school um, unique with these with these prospects is huge. And that obviously is something that means a, a lot to these kids, especially when you talk about kids who you know, we're, we're born overseas and, and came here to play football, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's huge. And it's obviously something that has paid dividends for Georgia. In addition to Jadir Uzabribe just being a heck of a recruiter, you know, not Nigerian connections or not, he has done a fantastic job since when he got hired last February or January, whatever it was. So, uh, no, it, it, it's huge. It plays a part. But I just think Jadir Uzabribe is just killing it on the trail in general. What would be interesting is if you took NIL, NIL wasn't a thing, and you looked at this class and what Georgia could land without NIL being a factor, I think this class could get up 
probably record setting uh, 3,600, you know, just thinking about what they can land just because NIL has already been a factor in this class and um, it's already swayed guys to go elsewhere. But I think you would be looking at Georgia landing seven to nine, five stars. If that wasn't, if this wasn't uh, a factor. Yeah. I mean, it, it is interesting, but I just want to let everybody know that we're trying to be as just forthright as, and as, we possibly can about this NIL stuff and tell you that, listen, every single school is utilizing it. Every single school has collectives that, that work hard at, at posturing themselves as, Hey, this school is going to take care of you as a player. If you're a parent, they're going to take care of your son, help them get these opportunities to brand themselves, things like that. There are some schools that you go on visits and we've had, I know personally I've had recruits tell me this and say, what's what the first thing you do when you went on your visit to X school versus where you went on your visit to Georgia? The answer to a kid when they tell me their their visit to Georgia, it's never, hey, I got pulled into a room and they immediately started talking to me about NIL. But there's a couple of prominent schools in the top five annually, one located up in uh, the north the Midwestern area uh, in a big 10 school that the first thing they do with a lot of these guys is they pull them in a room and they say, here's, here's what the NIL looks like. So I think guys either respond well to that or they don't. Um, so there's some different, different things on that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Hydrant chaser says over under number on rivals, five stars, UGA signs on Sunday, Keeping in mind, they may not be five stars right now. He says five and a half. Is that rumor or fact? So right mm-hmm. now, Georgia has Peyton Woodyard, Dylan Raola, and Justin Williams as five stars in this class. We know Trent believes that Nikar well could be on his way, and Jed, it's just Jed's, you know, it's, it's up to Jed when he named him a five-star. Um, so that would be four. Then the ones out there, you got Nwanner out there, Bolden out there. Ellis there Robinson anybody? could be a five-star too. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Ellis Robinson could very well be a five-star. Or and then maybe even, I don't know. I mean, I, as far as my book, I don't know how far he could rise up. Uh, I mean, Nate, Nate Frazier's a really, really high up there type guy. I don't know what he could end up being in the final rankings, but – yeah, I think that's a realistic number, five, five and a half, say six, six five stars in the class. What are your thoughts, guys? Um, I'll say, I'll say over because I think one of those guys, one of the current commits, probably Nikar. Or, Honestly, I think Ellis Robinson might get to five-star status before Nikar, so that's four. If you get K.J. Bolden, that's five. Um, and then if Nikar rises or you get uh, Williams and Nwanri, that's uh, that's six. So, um, man, five and a half is a good number. Whoever sent that question in should uh, should work in Vegas. But, um, yeah, well, it's really yeah. close. Ellis is sitting at, at number 22, and – you know, when Rivals comes out with their final rankings, it usually has around the 32 mark of five stars. So I think right now you're looking at Ellis Robinson potentially being that five star. Uh, Nikar sitting at 32. So he's sitting right on the, um, 
you know, right on the border of, of you know five star four star. So really, you're you're looking right now at uh, you having three, but you, you if the rankings ended today, you'd have five. So yeah, you know, this time last year, Jordan Hall was either an unranked four star or a three star, and then he had a really good senior year. But then he goes to the All American Bowl or game or whatever, and, and blows up to be a, a five star. So you look at guys in that range. You know, if Nitro Tuggle, if he has a huge year at IMG and then blows up in an all-star game, he could be a five-star guy. I mean, stuff like that is is not out of the realm when you look at these guys who are in the, you know, 100 to 200 kind of range right now, too. Patrick, I, I mean, they've got five, six, seven more guys that are going to commit in this class. And like we said, there's going to be more five-stars named in this class. I, You can think it's crazy if you want, but. That that number that that over under at five and a half I think I like that a lot I think that that that's a good number. it's going to be five or six right around there when it's all said or, said or done um, realistic UGA fan eleven ninety one version two said is there any Kirby signing day special not being mentioned much uh, that Georgia flips or gets to commit and then gun to head prediction on Williams and Wannery. so. Uh, is there a Kirby special out there? Kirby's been known to make some big, big flips, some late, uh, late commitments in the class. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, Trent? I mean, I, I, I very well think that Kirby's going to get you know a flip or two come signing day. That's just what happens. It, it, and it, it, you know, a lot has to do with uh, the way the season goes. I mean, uh, uh, potential head coaching and openings, um, you know, the, you know, guys taking posi- uh, coaching positions elsewhere. Also, how the team performs. I think there's several teams out there that have landed some top guys, and uh, you, you start to see those guys flipping towards the end because that that team might end up five and seven or um, you know something like that, and then and the program's not um go in the way the coaches say it say it is so um i think there's going to be i think georgia's going to land flips um there's there's no way to tell exactly who those guys are at this point during july but uh i, I do think there will be a kirby special i do i think georgia will get a flip and you know come signing day i just you know that name's still to be determined on what happens in the season and and what you know what coaches like to go elsewhere Jed, I was going to see, you know, Andrew, I was going to say Andrew Paul, you know, he was a February guy, I believe. And nobody even knew about him until literally two weeks before he ended up committing and signing with with Georgia. So uh, whether it's that receiver, that fourth receiver, maybe that Georgia takes a flyer on somebody on, hey, that worked out, you know another time pretty well with Lad McConkey late in a, in a class at one point in time. So I think that there's, there's always a chance there. If it's not a just, if it's not a JJ Smith, a Jeremiah Smith come, you know, flip that everybody uh, in the Georgia fan base is hoping for, then it could be maybe a guy that was a little undervalued or, or somebody that Georgia thinks, Hey, that, that guy can end up playing here. Yeah. And you know, the Andrew Paul thing, it's, it's, it seems to me, even just in the year and a half since, so many more guys are signing early. But but obviously not everybody does. And that, it could be a guy like you said that that blows up in the playoffs. That that you know his, his the staff doesn't see his senior film until January, whatever. Um, and again, by that point, you know it's February tenth or whatever. You you have a better idea of what your roster could look like, what you're losing, what you could add via the portal, and that could 
could give you a better idea of, hey, are there any running backs out there that that might have slipped through the cracks, any receivers, any corners, wh- whatever. So um, there's that. I mean, signing day is, like you said, Trent, I think that might be something where you look at the two weeks leading up to signing day, what coaches are rumored to leave their current schools and and how that kind of shakes out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Jeremiah Smith, is, is it kind of seems like is is – where that question is leading. Um, I mean, if Brian Hartline leaves for somewhere that, I mean, you, you can never say never, but yeah, there, there's somebody, it's just, it could be, we, we don't know who yet, right? It's, we're going to, that's where you look at who shows up on campus during the season, maybe. Um, and then you go from there, but most time you, track record of it. Most yeah. time you look in the secondary because Kirby likes to flip secondary players late. Kyron Jones came on super late. Last year, that, that leads to the last question here. Andy Stowe says, With Hayward decommitting, will Georgia still take three safeties or will it just be two with Woodyard and Bolden? So, Andy Stowe's already, already, he's 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 speaking it into existence there, saying that uh, KJ Bolden's going to be a Georgia Bulldog. That's his opinion there. So, if that were to be the case, Trent, do you think Georgia holds tight at those two or do you think three safeties is kind of a, a, a must for Kirby in this class? I always said I, I thought three safeties was good just because of the depth uh, issues that safety Georgia has had, um, you know, over the past couple of years and building up that um, that that depth in that room is important. Uh, you know, you look at Javon Board moving to safety this year and, uh, um, you know, he was good at uh, he was good last year at star. But I think uh, there is depth concerns there. They're, they are young there. And I think um Three would be the number, uh, and and taking a guy that uh, maybe the third one being a guy that could play star as well, um, like a hybrid guy. But I think you have uh, to land three guys that can play safety um, in this class. That's what I would lean towards. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I know uh, Xavier Phil Samey was a guy who was going to take a visit. He's committed to Florida. That maybe they revisit there. I, I'm not sure exactly who would they would go searching for if they did need another uh, another safety out there yeah i mean one thought i had um i mean cam michael is a name that is out there so maybe you take him oh, to play now that's true that's true i could we we've said and thank you for reminding me we've said for a long time that we think cam michael who georgia does want to play db could end up in this class well and you could take him and play him as safety or you know, if you if you say okay, we'll take Michael and put him at corner. Demelo Jones could maybe play safety slash star if if you feel comfortable moving him there. So there, there's so much tr- cross training that goes on in that secondary. A lot of the corner versus star will probably get figured out um, in the spring anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, there's not a ton of of names um, instantly springing to mind. Which to go back to the last question, that could be where the signing day special thing comes in a guy that they surge for through the season, get him on campus for a game um, and then close strong. So uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be going to be interesting to watch for sure. Well, as always guys, we've enjoyed covering Georgia football recruiting for you here on UGA sports rumors versus facts. Remember the reason we was all, we were all here was that five-star linebacker, Justin Williams committed to Georgia this evening. Uh, he is, the you know top ranked linebacker in the class and Georgia just gets richer at that position after Roquan Smith and all those guys have started this lineage of just 
dogs going to the NFL, Nakobe Dean, all the like, even Tay Crowder, as Jed mentioned earlier, um, Quay Walker. I mean, all of these inside linebackers. Glenn Schumann just has a factory going through there. So we reacted to that. We answered your vault questions. Make sure you hit that like button before we get out of here. Uh, it's free to you. It helps us out a lot. So like, subscribe, turn on notifications. Remember, presented by Julie's Bookkeeping. You can get all their information in the description uh, of this video. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Jed May and Trent Smallwood, I am Blaine Gilmer, and we'll catch you guys next time on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts.